Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman. So welcome to another edition of the Inspirations Podcast and really excited to chat with our next guest. His new book is out now. It's called Connecting with the Autism Spectrum, How to Talk, How to Listen, and Why You Shouldn't Call It High Functioning. Casey Remroff Warner, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. Some great reviews so far on the book, right? Yeah, yeah. It uh, makes me feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, some people have read it already and they left some really good reviews. Yeah. We'll talk about the book in a second. Of course, that's why we're here. But I just want to know how it's going for you and uh, people with autism during this crazy and difficult time. Well, um, it's been uh, different and um, things that are different are always a bit difficult for uh, autistic people, including me, like when, yeah, your life suddenly, um, there's a lot of changes and in, uh, in your routine. And so what I've been uh, doing is just to keep my routine. I was already working from home. So I've just been working from home still and just keeping busy mostly and just trying to like adapt around it and do my best. The mask has been challenging, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I find the mask very challenging, uh, especially with communicating, but also the feeling of it sensory-wise. Um, but communicating with it is just like at the pharmacy, when you're at the pharmacy and you need to ask something important and there's this screen, in between, this plexiglass screen in between you and the person and, and we both wear a mask and you have to like, constantly repeat yourself and then my my tendency is just to to pull it off it's yeah. just reflex and then uh yeah and then then they i don't even notice that i pulled it off and then they say hey can you put your mask back on it's like, oh oh oops sorry it's just uh it's just reflex uh, just the communication is just terrible i find with the masks like that has it been hard not to be out and about lately I've been uh, inside my apartment a lot, but uh, I did notice like you get pretty isolated then. Yeah. Because everything has, has been canceled, like events, autism events, the things that I was like really looking forward to and like art events. And and um, yeah, so I did I did miss things like that a bit and connecting with people and getting to, yeah. to know new people. And, 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 and the book launches has been all done virtually now, right? Yeah, yeah, everything's been done virtually. Yeah, yeah. It's um, let's uh, let's talk about the book. Tell me uh, number one why it was so important for you to uh, to write this book that you've written. For many years, I've wanted to write a book about autism because I find it really important. People just just know uh, what it feels like to be autistic, even if they they know about it and they know some the struggles autistic people can have. They 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 often don't really feel like how it. it is and how it works and the why behind it and so um yeah I, I find it really important that people just know more about that and really understand on a deeper level like what is it all about and and why do we struggle with certain things where does it come from and and also our strengths uh, our strengths I find it even more important that people uh, understand that uh, that we have a lot of strengths as well and um 
uh, that we want to be part of uh, society and that we want to work and have jobs and just be part of things. Well, tell me how it feels. Can you can you give me some examples of sort of day to day actions or activities that uh, that people take for granted that that maybe are a little more of a struggle for people with autism? A doctor's appointment, for example. If I just stay, I mean, it's not like day to day. It's not like every every day you go to a doctor, of course. But if I go to a, a doctor's a doctor appointment, um, then I have to take public transportation. And public transportation always takes a lot out of me. Um, sensory issues, um, communication, uh, all the sounds at uh, on the bus and the metro and things like that. And then you have to wait in the, in the waiting area, uh, in, the, in the waiting room and communicating to the doctor and things like that. So um, yeah, they can, like a doctor's appointment can just literally wipe me out for the rest of the day. Really? Yeah, it's a doctor's appointment is like, yeah, everything together, sensory-wise, and the communication about it can just really wipe me out for the rest of the day. But getting groceries as well uh, in in a, in a crowded grocery store to like focus on the things you have to get and need to get, and just simple things that that really drains your energy just a lot faster than it would be with neurotypical people. Tell me uh, how you organized the book and, and how that sort of came about. I was actually hired by a publishing company uh, to write the book uh, called Callisto, uh, the publishing company. And they contacted me. They found me on YouTube and they asked me if I was interested in writing this book. And so they came up with the title, etc. And um, And they had already made the whole layout, the whole outline of the book, organization of it. Uh, they described in every chapter what I was supposed to be uh, writing about and in every section what I was supposed to be uh, writing about. So that made it really easy because that's a really imp- uh, a difficult part I find about writing a book, the organization of all your thoughts and how are you going to like lay out the whole book. And that was already done. So all I had to do is just write and my experiences and everything I thought about a certain topic. And did anything sort of get lost in translation from uh, the way you wrote it to the way they uh, they put it out? Or no, not really. The only uh, only obstacle was that uh, there was they had to keep in mind a certain word count, a maximum word count, and so every now and then things has to be taken out. But then uh, you have to be careful that those are not like important things. Like if if you talk about a certain thing, that's um something else being taken out that's that was really important to make sense of it and so that was a lot of communication back and forth you're listening to the inspirations news podcast our guest is casey remra vormer and the book is called connecting with the autism spectrum how to talk how to listen and why you shouldn't call it high functioning so why shouldn't you call it high functioning the, uh, the term high functioning and also low functioning is actually, they're pretty inaccurate. Um, They only describe how others see us rather than our own reality. Like when when people see me out on the street, for example, in the store, then they think I'm very high functioning. They see me communicating pretty normal. And, uh, um, but they don't know what kind of struggles I have. They don't, they can see inside my head. They don't see me when I'm at home and, and what things that I'm like really struggling with. So 
to, to call a person immediately high functioning just by how you view a person is like dismissing the struggles a person can have and low functioning on the other hand um when when people see a person who's like non-verbal autistic non-verbal uh, person um or a person who stims a lot like flapping hands and arms like on the streets so then they yeah tend to think this person is low functioning while this person might have a lot fewer struggles than somebody's considered high functioning interesting these are things that people rarely think about and they take things for what they for what they see in front of them yeah 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 it's just jumping to conclusions without really know knowing the real facts facts about it and it can be damaging because if you're viewed as low functioning then the expectations just drop the expectations of a person and and so it can be really um damaging for future of of an of an autistic person Casey you're an image thinker right yeah i think in i think in pictures i uh all my thoughts are all in pictures and um that makes it um communicating makes it more challenging because there's an extra step like um uh, i have to like um how do i say that translate my own uh pictures my thoughts into words b- before I, i i talk but also when somebody else talks to me i have to translate that back into pictures so it's, it makes sense to me and do you is, is so do you miss details because of that things are coming in so quickly and you've got to translate inside your head not so much but sometimes the words that i speak it, it comes out different than what i really mean or i use the wrong words or um Yeah, that, that's sometimes challenging. And when somebody's talking, I need to hear the whole sentence before I can make sense of it. Interesting. So how did you write the book as an image thinker? How did you write the book for a neurotypical reader? Yeah, that was, that was very, that was pretty challenging. Uh, yeah, just to read it over and over. And I had a friend who helped me out, like uh, who read it and... Um, And uh, he knows me pretty well. So, um, yeah, he knew if I were describing it correctly. And um, so, um, yeah, it was just, just a lot of work, work and keep reading it over and over. We should point out that you're, you're also an artist, right? Yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah. Pencil artist. Yeah. And uh, how, did you, how did you get into that? Was it from a very young age? And tell, tell me a bit about what you draw. And I know it's, it's a lot of animals. I uh, I started drawing when I was very little and since I can remember, but when I was little, I drew more like car- cartoon characters and funny alien creatures and uh, uh, road maps and patterns and of colors and shapes. And it's about uh, 10 years ago that I started to make realistic pencil drawings. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I started with mostly animals. I, I just, Animals is really my passion, wild animals. And um, I also do people and buildings and uh, a lot of in commission, drones in commission, I do. Is there a link that uh, people can go check it out? Uh, yeah, remosartwork.com. All right, and we'll post that link uh, on our Facebook and on our, and our website as well. You know, during every podcast that I record with our, with our guests, I ask them, I ask everybody the same question. Uh, in 2020, how far do you think we've come in being a more inclusive society? I think we're on the right track, definitely. Um, you see more and more about companies, for example, hiring autistic people. And um, 
yeah, of course, now everything is slowing down a little bit with yeah. uh, COVID, but uh, there's a lot of events and, and, and many things are uh, organized, art-related, also with uh, art, art uh, for artistic people. And uh, I think we're definitely on the right track. Uh, uh, also TV shows and movies and uh, related to autism. And yeah, I think um, people really start to understand more and more about autism. And how can we be a more inclusive society? I think mostly work-related employers that they really, uh, instead of that they're frightened or afraid to hire autistic employees, that they um, see the benefits of, of hiring uh, autistic employees. If there are any employers listening right now, what would you want them to know? Um, well, there's a few uh, um, organizations or organizations um companies that have already started hiring autistic people. And since they hire autistic people, they just saw their uh, productivity just go up. Um, there, there are certain things that autistic people are maybe less good at than and the neurotypicals, uh, for example, um, related to um, communication and socializing, but we, we are extremely detailed. Uh, we're very good at detailed and s- small tasks and uh, detail-oriented. And we can uh, like focus extensively on, 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 a, on a certain task that neurotypicals tend to get bored with. Determination. We have a huge amount of determination and, and one, you just want to achieve our goals. And We're talking to Casey Remrod-Bormer. A new book is out called Connecting with the Autism Spectrum, How to Talk, How to Listen, and Why You Shouldn't Call it High Functioning. Uh, Casey, where can people find the book if they want to purchase it right now? Amazon. They can find it on Amazon. There's a Kindle version as well and a paperback. Okay. And your website, once again, to see your art is? Remrodsartwork.com. Awesome. Casey, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was great talking to you. Hey, it was very nice talking to you too. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Inspiration News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.